Fancy managers, welcome back to the FBL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Video Cast and Podcast. On the agenda today, Everton party like it's 1999 after finally winning once again at Anfield. A late Christian Benteke winner breaks Brighton's hearts, while Jesse Lingard and Mikel Antonio help West Ham win a crucial London derby over Tottenham. But before we get onto any of that, we've got another Peely's puzzler, obviously absent last week due to my absence. And uh, but we're uh, back now. So first clue, well, the first two clues rather, will be given now, and the next two will be given midway through the podcast as usual. So the first clue: I came through the youth academy at Arsenal, making eleven appearances for the club in the league. I'm not sure if that's right. I need to double check that. But I came through the youth academy at Arsenal will be my uh, first clue. And the second clue, I spent loan spells at Oxford United, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham Wolves, Hatafe and Reading while still on the books at the Emirates. So the first two clues came through the Youth Academy at Arsenal and spent um, loans at all those clubs away from Arsenal. So there we go. We've gone through the little intro and also the Peelys puzzler. And the next thing to do, as usual, would be to introduce my right-hand man, which is Elliot Craig. Elliot, how are you tracking, mate? I'm doing pretty well, thank you, mate. It feels like this this game week of FPL has gone on for absolutely ages now. It feels like it's only just ended, but we're at the end now, so we're here to dissect it all tonight. So I can't get, I can't wait, mate. Yeah, there we go. I just want to correct it. I'll just say with the clue, 38 total appearances he made for Arsenal was Emmy Martinez, but more on that a little bit later. But you've gone with, uh, you've got your three FPL shocks. I, I doubt this player. Um, it's going to be in there, this uh, this puzzle of mine. He does still play in the Premier League, but I doubt he'll be in there. Is he, Elliot? Oh, I don't think so, mate. But game week 25 has now ended and the highest score in the world was 135 points. And the average this week was 55 points. But here are my three shocks of the week. Firstly, we have Leeds man Stuart Dallas, who's in here for the second consecutive week in a row since I was last here, at least. Uh, who managed a goal, a clean sheet and three bonus points in their 3-0 win over Southampton. And because he had a double game week, he also played Wolves. He got two points in that game, so he got 17 points in game week 25. Secondly, we have someone who I know Ollie had in his team, and he's a, a favourite on the podcast here, and it was Harvey Barnes scoring yet again and assisting in the Foxes' 2-1 victory over the Villains. Barnes also received three bonus points, totalling a 13-point score in game week 25, and I'm sure you were glad to see that, Ollie. I mean, of course. Harvey Barnes, with that Barnsley commentary, uh, over lockdown, if you still haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. You've been living under a rock for absolute months, but he's an absolute legend, Harvey Barnes, brilliant player as well, and he's helping out my fantasy team, which is always nice. Yeah, possibly one for the uh, for the England squad in the future, mate, definitely. But um, we also, our third one here, we also have another Leeds man because they had the double this week. You know, they managed to get points and they've got the midfield maestro, Rafinha, who despite not managing to return against Wolves in their 1-0 loss, the Brazilian scored against Southampton and took home one bonus point, which gave him a total of 12 points in game week 25. But that's all from me for my shocks of the week, mate. Yeah, thank you. I will just say, just before we move on, Rafinha was captained by our manager of the week, which we'll move on to a little bit later, but a great captain shout from our manager of the week, picking the Brazilian there. We've also got our fixtures and results to look over, so we'll move on to those. Now we'll move back ever so quickly to game week 25, which started, as you say, in the Midlands at Molyneux, where Wolves triumphed over Leeds one goal, uh, by one goal to nil. The assist from Ardama Traore, who went on a brilliant run. His shot hit the post before rebounding off an unlucky Melier in the Leeds goal. Wolves took all three points, and it wasn't a great start to the game week 
for the Yorkshire side. Southampton drew 1-1 with Chelsea. They didn't start too well, Southampton, but went 1-0 up against the run of play after a good finish from Takumi Minamino. Mason Mounts restored parity for Chelsea as each side took home a share of the spoils. Elliot, with, the, uh, with that result, obviously two sides that have probably you know gone pretty decent. I thought obviously Southampton started the season quite well and have tapered off a little bit. What are you reading into that game? Well, Southampton, they just needed to manage to get a point on the board, didn't they? They've just not been at the races recently since Man United sort of uh, brought back some bad PTSD for them. They just haven't really been the same. You know, you lose to Newcastle two weeks ago. It's not good signs, is it? But they'll take a point against Chelsea that, you know, I know they got beat by Leeds in the game after that, but a point against Chelsea at home after two calls come in and everything, it's not not a bad result at all for them. I think Chelsea definitely will feel that they've dropped points in that game a lot more than Southampton have. But, you know, they're on a decent run of form now, Chelsea. They've managed to beat Atletico Madrid midweek, so I don't think they're complaining at all. And you wouldn't be if you're Chelsea, definitely rejuvenated after the appointments of Thomas Tuchel. Burnley drew 0-0 at home to West Brom. Not much to report in that game, other than a red card to uh, Semi Ajay. But uh, 0-0 there, and then each side took home a point each. Everton took three points home away from Anfield. Not a short, uh, not a long journey, rather, between the two grounds. But Everton, you know, were very happy with that result, as you would be. First time they've won at Anfield since 1999 with goals from Richarlison and Guilfi Sigurdsson supplementing that 2-0 win. Elliot, how happy must Everton fans be feeling right now? I was going to say, I can't remember. Like, obviously, I wasn't alive since they've last won at Anfield. I've been alive when they've won against Liverpool, but it's just, it's weird for me to see them walking away from, with, from Anfield with three points and, you know, a clean sheet as well. Jordan Pickford in goal, you know, you do well to keep a clean sheet, but he actually had a really good game against what I'd like to say about him. He actually played really, really well. And, you know, Liverpool, another side like Southampton that just haven't been at the races recently, they've had a big dip in form. So, you know, they've sort of, uh, they've, they've handed the league over to Man City this season, I think, already. And just on Jordan Pickford, I know, obviously, with your Newcastle uh, allegiances, you're not the biggest fan of Jordan Pickford. Does he start the Euros for you this summer? Absolutely not, mate. He's probably fourth or fifth choice for my for my liking. If he's starting in goal, we've got absolutely no chance. There is four or five English keepers that have been better than him this season and have been for a couple of years. So, absolutely not. It's probably fair. I probably wouldn't start him either. But, um, <laughs> but definitely a good performance for him and a great win for the blue side of Merseyside. So an ever so temporarily Merseyside is blue. Fulham take home three points against Sheffield United. A goal from Adamola Luckman, who's been decent for Fulham this season. They haven't had too much to cheer about, but he is definitely one player that can hold his head high. Got the winner. Decent finish as Sheffield United were condemned to yet another defeat. It's not been a great season for the Blades. You know, a complete contrast to last season. But um, yeah, I think the Yorkshire side will be playing championship football next season if we're being totally honest we'll move on in a horrible result for uh, the Gurus Spurs West Ham 2-1 it's so good to see Jesse Lingard back in the goals again and smiling and celebrating he scored Mikel Antonio also got on the score sheet Lucas Morgan wasn't enough for Tottenham to take anything Elliot what a massive result is a massive result this was for the home side yeah, mate, you know, West Ham, we've talked about Southampton, talked about Liverpool having dips in form. West Ham, they've risen from the dead this season, you know, survived last season just about, wasn't looking too great. Even at the start of the season, I know we went to their place opening game of the season and we actually managed to beat them 2-0. And you look back now, what a massive result that is going to be for us. 
come the end of the season, possibly, you know, beating West Ham away. It's not too many teams that can do that these days, as you can, as seen with Spurs. So, you know, West Ham, they're just, they're flying at the minute. Jesse Lingard was exactly what they needed. He probably, you know, he looks like a great character for their dressing room. Moises inspiring them all. So go on the irons. I mean, it's great to see West Ham have definitely been the surprise packet of the second half of the season. And Jesse Lingard has been a massive part in that. Leicester took home three points away from the Midlands. They went to Aston Villa. 2-1 win. James Madison and Harvey Barnes with the goals there. And uh, Traore couldn't quite get the, the villains anything from that game. But uh, he's been decent for them this season as Bertrand Traore. But they couldn't quite take anything from that game there. Harvey Barnes, we've already mentioned on this podcast already. He's been insane this season for Leicester. His form rolls on. The Leicester train rolls on. And they once again took three points there. Manchester City. Big win for them over a traditional top six rivals, Arsenal. Raheem Sterling with the early goal there. And Arsenal couldn't find a way back into the game. A lot of FPL managers would have been happy with that. On both sides, really, Manchester City's attack and defence, a lot of managers would have profited from that result. Mares with the assist as well is owned by quite a fair few people these days. So a big win for the blue side of Manchester. Another side of Manchester that took all three points was the red side, Manchester United, who won 3-1. Over Newcastle. I mean, I know you, Elliot. You're a massive football fan. You're a massive Newcastle fan. But is it correct that you actually turn the game off midway through it? Third goal went in. I turned it off. And then five minutes later, I put it back on and thought, should probably watch it out. But I was sick of it by then, mate. There was no fight. They looked lethargic. It was horrible. Horrible, horrible, mate. It was one of the last straws for me. It was one of the first times I've, I've actually switched it off. I did put it back on again for the last little bit. But I've probably didn't need to at all did I so it doesn't matter I mean I know you're a massive Newcastle fan and you've stick you've stuck through your club through thick and thin when was the last time you turned a game off I'm interested be going back a couple of years now I think mate which probably says a fair bit about my character so uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for that but you know all good things must come to an end but yeah it just wasn't wasn't good enough against Man United I know it's a difficult place to go Old Trafford whatnot but there's no excuse for not trying and that was what bugs me about it, but yeah. I suppose you just draw a line under it and move on. Big few games coming up for your lot now. So let's see if they can pick up some points. The weirdest rivalry, I'd say, in uh, in all of the AFL and all of English football, if we're being honest, is Brighton and Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace got the last laugh. Mateta with the opening goal for Crystal Palace. That was a nifty little finish as well. Joel Beltman, who had a really, really good game for Brighton, you know, drew uh, the home side level before a late winner from Christian Benteke. You were absolutely buzzing with this result, Elliot. Tell us why. Yeah, I was I was having a little look about at Brighton's fixtures and, you know, they're obviously a, a very, they play a lot of good football, Brighton. I'm a massive fan of Graham Potter and what he's done with the Seagulls. But, you know, they're, they're not safe from relegation this season. You know, they, they play good football, they pass the ball well, they have lots of shots, but they just can't seem to hit the back of the net. And I was having a look at their fixtures and they've actually, with Burnley, I think they've actually dragged themselves into a relegation fight with that result. So I was very happy because I think Palace, you know, you can assume they're safe now, but Brighton with a team that's sort of like, they actually aren't 100% safe. So I was very, very happy with that late goal from Christian Benteke. A lot of people were calling it football terrorism on Twitter because they weren't very happy with the way that Palace played. But as Roy Hodgson said, doesn't care at all. They're going back home with three points. That's all that matters for the Eagles. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, I've had this discussion a lot as a, as a Rovers on because we've played some really good football and lost games and played some really bad football and won games. I'd much rather win games than lose them no matter how you play. 
And in the final game of the game week, Leeds absolutely walloped Southampton by three goals to nil. Stuart Dallas, Patrick Bamford and Rafinha, all FPL favourites this season, all got on the score sheet. Held Costa with two assists and Tyler Roberts got the other as the Yorkshire side. They atoned for their earlier uh, mistake in the game week against Wolves and uh, they put it right, getting three points in that game there. We'll quickly brush over the fixtures before we introduce both Jack and Matt in just a moment. So we'll move forward to game week 26. Now, the deadline worth mentioning is Saturday night, 10pm Melbourne time. So make sure you don't miss that. That will be 11am over in uh, in the UK. So don't miss that whatsoever. The game week starts in Manchester between Manchester City and West Ham. They'll be the first game of the game week. 11.30pm Melbourne time. Should be away for Manchester City there, you'd think. But then again, who knows? Moving on to the three o'clock kickoff. There's only one this game week on the Saturday. West Brom will host Brighton. Straight after that, Leeds host Aston Villa. Then your side, Elliot, at 7 o'clock, Melbourne time. Newcastle hosting Wolves a huge... Concurrently, Leicester will host Arsenal. Tottenham will host Burnley. Massive game between two huge English clubs in Chelsea and Manchester United. Sheffield United will host Liverpool at Bramall Lane. Everton will play against Southampton, looking to continue their good form and uh, continue their momentum after their good win against their local rival. Manchester City will play Wolves. Burnley against Leicester. Sheffield United once again playing against Aston Villa this time. Crystal Palace will host Manchester United. Fulham will play against Spurs. West Bromwich Albion will host Everton. And Liverpool will host Chelsea. Massive game week. You still with us? Good. All right, they're the fixtures and results. Absolutely massive game week and a lot to talk about. And to do so, we will... Uh, be bringing in now our two resident guests from the FPL Addicts and Esports Live sectors, respectively. And we will do so now. Nice little intro video there. Great work from uh, the man who will start with, Jack Gillibrand. Absolutely, you're getting better with this technology stuff. You're, <laughs> you're improving by the week. That was absolutely brilliant. Just clicking a few buttons there, Ollie. Don't you worry. I'll take care of that, mate. How are we doing? You good? Yeah, I'm very well. Yourself? Yeah, all good. Glad to be back on the uh, on the pod with the full team. It's nice to have the band back together for the week. Um, so, yeah, boys, you're, you're good. Elliot, we missed you. Yeah, you didn't miss us too much, did you? <laughs> Me and the guru had it covered. Mate, you, you fired so many shots at us. We turned it on for it. We turned it on. <laughs> as soon as we turned it on. You, I heard Matt say that I've held on to Rashford for too long. And, he did <laughs> and that, that Jack had a great week after scoring the same amount of points as me. I was like, what's this, what's this what's going on? It's always, nice it's always nice to outscore you. Then, is it, does that mean Elliot turned the TV off twice last week? <laughs> I think the bit where, uh, where I think Matt was telling me I should have had Gundogan in, that made me and Ollie giggle a little bit. So that was, that was quite funny for us. No, listen, we're all good. We missed you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good, we'll move on to you now. Uh, you know, FPL is going right for you at the moment and uh, Gundogan's been the main part of that, but football, real life football, not so much. Yeah, look, Ollie, uh, not so good with Spurs. And to be fair, last week wasn't a good FPL week for me in comparison to others. But uh, yeah, look, Gundogan has... Uh, you know, kept my uh, points nice and steady other than last week. But um, but the positives are I got to meet two of the boys from the uh, from the pod, Jack, me and Jack, the other day. First time uh, in nine months we never uh, had met in person. Uh, and the same with uh, Ollie. I met him at the uh, the Melbourne Victory game. So just Elliot left now. So 
Look, negatives. Yeah, poor FPL week and Spurs not looking so good other than the Europa, but uh, did get to meet two of the lads in the in the uh, from the pod, which was awesome. Yeah, great to meet you, Matt. And uh, we'll have to do a live pod, you know, in a, in a room all together at one point sometime soon. I'm sure we can get that organised. Just on that victory game, by the way, Rudy Gusted, Rudy Gusted, an absolute Rovers legend. Bag two, you know, he looked amazing there. So uh, I was pretty happy when those two goals went in. But we will move on to have a look at our teams now for the moment. It's been a little while since I've since we've obviously since I've obviously done this, but I've obviously got my share screen up for the moment. We'll start with my team, and I've had a pretty decent week. Very unlucky to miss out on the ten dollar voucher, but it is what it is. If I had started Edison over Sanchez, I would have got there. But obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Had a decent week though. Stuart Dallas. Probably the best player, 17 points at the back in a back three. Decent back three as well, all three contributing quite a lot to it. Bruno Fernandes, 12 points, always decent. Marcus Rashford, the same. And Harvey Barnes on 13. So had a lot of really, really good contributors. And I also nailed the captain shout in Patrick Bamford. Really disappointed that I benched Edison or else I would have had that voucher in my back pocket. But it is what it is. I'll share it around for some other people to... Uh, to get, but 89 points, a very decent score inside the top 200k for the game week and taking some green arrows after a shocking uh, last game week, the one before. So, pretty happy with that, if I'm being honest. I just can't believe you didn't start Edison, mate. I know I talked to you about this midweek. I just cannot believe you didn't start Edison. Look, my thought process was, I thought that Manchester City would win. I thought that Arsenal would, would score, though. I thought it was like a, a 2-1 or a 3-1. And I thought that Brighton may get away scot-free against Crystal Palace, as it was not to be. But, you know, you may, you look at those decisions and, like I say, hindsight is twenty twenty. I probably should have started Edison, but I didn't. I can't change that now, so I've got to move on. Uh, we will move on, though, now from my team. We'll move on to you, Elliot. And like myself, you've had a really good week. Maybe the week off off the podcast has uh, spurred us on a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, two, I think it was two points below you, wasn't it, mate? You got 89. So, Nick Pope, Burnley clean sheet against in that nil all draw against West Brom. I don't even want to talk about that game. That would have just put me to sleep. Uh, Cresswell, didn't expect much from him. You know, Spurs, they haven't scored too many recently, but, you know, they're always going to find goals with the attack they've got. Uh, as you, as Same as you, Diaz and Stones at the back with Dallas as well. That Dallas was just a treat to wake up to in the morning to see that him and Bamford had both returned. Madison, a little bit of a differential for me. Not a lot of people have got him in their teams. I sort of prefer Harvey Barnes this season, I think. So he's done well for me, but he's got that um, yellow cloud over him at the minute. So I'm not too sure with him. Didn't play in the Europa League this morning, so hopefully he's resting up for the double game week that he's got. Uh, Fernandez was thrilled to see him return, as you can all tell. Was really happy with that. Um, yeah, that, that we'll just not talk about that one. Son, nothing. Salah, nothing. Kane, nothing. Bamford, return. So, yeah, not a bad week for me at all, mate. Took green arrows for the most part. So, I was really happy with that. And, you know, it's just more points on to next week, I think, isn't it? Just keep chipping away. I mean, yeah, you're, you're just outside the top 10 in the FPL Addicts and Esports Live League, which is uh, going strong, by the way. There's a bit of a few changes going on, especially after the last game week that, Obviously, we weren't here. I took absolutely massive red arrows. I think you did as well, Elliot. But decent score there. Are you a little bit concerned about James Madison and the injury crowd cloud lingering over him there? I can't speak my word. <laughs> um, I am, mate. I just I want to know what where he's at, where his fitness levels are. So I've got to wait for Brendan Rodgers to speak. And if, he, if I find out he's not going to play, even if it's just not going to play one of those games, I think I'll still go with the swap to Harvey Barnes, who is cheaper 
than Madison at the minute still. So I think I think I'll be covered there with the uh, the Leicester boys for the future. But I should be all right, I think, mate, because I've got one of my free transfers to use on that if needs be. But yeah, we'll just have to see. And I also like if you'd have started Oriel Romeo over someone like Son. <laughs> you would never, but you've got the same amount of points as me. But two more points, I'll take that. You know, clawing away that gap in the in the league. Uh, between me and you, so we'll uh, we'll take that. You know, small uh, small margins, but there you go. Uh, we'll move on to someone who didn't have such a good week and was on the podcast. So you say you carried the podcast while you're on it, and you did a decent job, by the way, Jack. But in terms of on the pitch, not too much to shout about. Are you talking about me or Matt? Come on. No, on about well, <laughs> both of you, but we'll start with you. I think we've um, yeah, I think we've both had a similar week, me and the guru. Um, it's because we were putting all the research into the podcast script mm-hmm. last week and not into the uh, into the thought <laughs> into the team, right? But oh, um, <laughs> yeah, he's got an excuse that, right? But um, listen, I, th- I still think I had a decent squad to go into the game week. But then, uh, if you look at my bench, Ollie, um, we had a Grealish moving on today. I think I was the only one to, not to find out he wasn't playing um in that in, in that leaked news and obviously Cavani's still struggling with the uh the muscle injury because I reckon he could have bagged a hat trick against uh Elliot's Newcastle for sure yeah. so my, my front three obviously didn't go down well Suchek came in for uh, Grealish only provided one point and then obviously you can't even deal with Liverpool can you I've got the two Liverpool assets in there I've gone very Gosh. off Tre- Trevor still got Trevor in there and not Trent so that's why he's still underperforming and Salah's just obviously not hitting again. Um, City Assets kind of carrying it in there and Bamford um, got him in and got well uh, chose well with uh, the captain. Uh, obviously, I think a majority of our league went to Bamford in there and obviously I picked Bruno stuck by him um, and he just keeps delivering, doesn't he? He's, he's just so good, but he's the only uh, kind of shining light and uh, Struich, whatever he's called, the lead centre-back, uh, carrying the team in there. I think you'd have been all right there, Jack, if it was a single game week. If yeah. the second Leeds game didn't happen, you would have been looking all right. But, yeah, unfortunately it did. Well, Cheers, I mean, Matt. Saying, like, you wouldn't have had the Bamford goal or the Strout clean sheet if the second Leeds game hadn't happened. So. Uh, yeah, true. But I think um, the Fernandez captain would have been a bit... Uh... Oh, yeah, but then a lot of people might have captained Fernandez, right, instead of Bamford. So, yeah, that is a good point, Ollie. But good. I think it was that Dallas and Rafinha in the second game that, that killed yeah. a lot of people, so... I think the gamble on quite a few people gambled on the triple assets, didn't they, for Leeds? Um, and obviously, the Rafinha one came in, and the guru told me not to do it, so I didn't do it. And obviously, everyone benefited it from it, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you've always got to find excuses from somewhere. <laughs> of course. Push, it on, push it on to someone else. Um, I wouldn't take that advice, but um, if it works for you, <laughs> then, uh, then move forward with it. Um, someone else was obviously on the podcast, as usual, was uh, Matt last week, and once again, not too brilliant a week. Still got above the average. So, uh, obviously, if that was me, I'd still take a little win out of that. Have you or not? <laughs> now, look, I was pretty disappointed in the end. I think um, I, I had such a good January and, um, you know, I, I took a lot of points since I hit that wild card. And this was probably the first week since I hit a wild card where I've taken some red arrows and um, probably didn't quite make the best decisions, I think. Um, not bringing in Rafinha, who I'd really, really rate in FPL as well, which uh, not taking. I think for me, I was a bit too uh, conservative, conservative, didn't want to take the extra hit um, for someone like Rafinha, didn't want to pay that extra for Dallas and uh, it's come back to kill me. But um, yeah, pretty disappointed. And again, got the captain wrong. I put a lot of faith into Danny Ings after his goal for me the uh, the other week and um, I thought he might fire. But um, 
yeah, it wasn't the best one, but look, it could have been a lot worse. Um, it's probably the first week in a while where I've, I've been about 20 or 30 points behind everyone else. And, you know, it's going to happen at some stage. So it happened to be this game week, unfortunately. I just didn't have the uh, the faith in leads like everyone. And I think I didn't want to get too caught up in having too many leads players without having a wild card. So, yeah, disappointed. But I guess, yeah, I'll take that consolation, Ollie, of, uh, of being above the average. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, I think this is probably the best week to uh, to take some red arrows because there's a lot of fixtures around the corner. Yeah, that's it. I think that was a uh, that's sort of what I'm telling myself now. Like this, the team I've got there um, is quite set up nicely for this double game week, um, which was why I didn't want to remove the balance too much and you know bring in these single game week players from Leeds. I know I've got two, but I can transfer a couple of those out easier. Um, than say if I'd bring in an extra Saint, another extra Saints player and another extra Leeds player because I, I don't actually have my wild card or, or free hit. So, um, yeah, I was expecting a, a bit of a dead week um, at some stage, but 20 or 30 points behind a lot of my rivals is, is disappointing, but hopefully I can move on this week and, you know, my man Gundo can, uh, can come out of a few goals. I mean, I mean, definitely. I think I think he's the one for you. He's been your best player. Especially throughout these, um, you know, the, the better times it had in your league, but um, in, in your team, sorry. Um, I think he said he said on Twitter the other week that he was the best value for money player that you've seen in FPL. Would you uh, support that, or is there anyone else, maybe from uh, from back down memory lane a little bit that you can think of that's maybe beaten him there? You know what? I actually can't think of anyone else. I think at five, he started at about five point four at one point, didn't he? I think, and he he dropped in value and. At that price and the goals he scored, um, and the number of points he's got, I just can't think of anyone. There was, you know, going back down the years. If I looked at last season, Mason Greenwood was quite handy, but um, you know, there's been other bargains uh, down the years as well in other FPL years. Um, you know, I remember when Juan Bissaka was about four million at Palace, and he was quite good. But um, nah, nothing beats Gundo. I don't think it's just his stats have just been phenomenal from what early January, late December onwards. So. Um, yeah, still, still going to stand by that, and um, yeah, got got a bat, my man Gundo. Yeah, I think I think he's up there for me as well as in terms of the best value for uh, money FPL asset I have ever seen. Just before we move on to the transfers, though, we will move on to our league table. Still, Tom Stones tops it, twelve point five k in overall rank. He's still absolutely flying. We've got Chibia City just behind him in second spot. COVID eleven in third, the Reds in fourth, and rounding out the top five, we've got Panagiotis or Pantsar FC in that top five. Elliot, you're just chilling down there in 11th with uh, Matt in 12th, and I'm in 16th there as well, as you can see. So uh, we're all not going too bad here in the, the FPL Addicts and Esports Live world, as we just scroll down. <laughs> deeper and deeper we go. <laughs> hey, I, I, I know your pain, Jack. This was me a few months ago, and it's, it's not a nice feeling, so... Listen, it's going to be all right. I told, I told you when I got when I got into the top twenty, I knew I knew I'd peaked when I got into the top twenty. Oh, was, Dave has nearly it. got you. Okay. Oh, Dave Watts is points minimal. Statman Dave oh, is God. minimal behind me. I, I know it's his uh, his life goal to uh, go ahead of me at the moment, so he's um he's on FPL twenty four seven. It's all right though, boys. I'll be um I was quite happy to be in the top twenty for a short time. Um, I'll keep you know. 
I'll hold that middle 50 for a while and, and see how we go. Hopefully with uh, the moves this week, we get back up there. And of course, with my share screen, I can't bring up your team at the moment, Jack. But um, that's right. I'll bring up. I'll bring. I'll bring up a man if you want. You've narrowly avoided another FPL suicide. Tell us how. <laughs> um, obviously, when you're making these, uh, making the moves in in uh, in your transfers, as you all know, it's um, you make. So obviously, having having a couple of drinks with the uh, catch up, a couple of non-alcoholic drinks on Tuesday night with the, with the guru. <laughs> We started talking about um, obviously transfers. I was getting a bit of advice, you know, being the guru and all that he is. Um, so we, we started making a few moves on there, um, you know, changing the uh, midfield around, putting the city assets in. And then um, if I just go on to what we've turned up. So this was obviously my previous team, the guru with a bit of advice. We put the transfers in. After we made the transfers, I clicked confirm and then forgot to click the wildcard button. So it, there was small, a, there, a little small thing at the bottom that, that says play wildcard. But when you've got a drink in one hand and the phone in the <laughs> yeah. other, sometimes, sometimes you get confused, don't you? So uh, got distracted, pressed the confirm button, had a moment where I was emailing the FPL support team uh, <laughs> at, the, at the Premier League head office, asking for help, going, what do I do? And uh, obviously just making a transfer in there. Can, and then you can obviously press use your wildcard and continue and it goes back. So I narrowly avoided a, a minus 32, I think it was. 36, 36. 36, it was 36. Oh, God. <laughs> Nine <laughs> transfers, mate. So, yeah, good fun. But if you uh, go back to what you've actually got now with your wild card, just talk us through it for a second, because obviously the wild card's an absolutely massive thing. It's a huge decision that you've, that you've made. Are you happy with the team you've got there? Uh, probably for the next hour, I'll be happy. Then I'll probably make some more moves again. I think the, the thing is with using your wild card, as everyone knows, you, you make... So many transfers, you change your mind constantly. Like when I was with the Guru, we had, we had Salah in there and I've just gone back around in my head. Do I want Salah in there? I had Sterling in there and I've got KDB in there, seeing how he looks. And it's it's quite it's you know it's quite nerve-wracking because I've got I need to bounce back here. So the pressure is on me. Um I'm quite happy with the defense, but it's whether to put De Bruyne out, bring Salah in, sacrifice. Shaw, sacrifice target and bring stones in for him, put Salah back in. So there's a bit of movement in there, but you boys can tell me live now. What what are you thinking? What do you think of it? It's a lot of double game weeks, isn't it? It's what that's the beauty of mm-hmm. the wild card having it to play now. Because obviously Matt and Ollie, you both played yours in that double game week a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? So that's this is when we're going to see how much yours really paid off. And I know you both got massive scores, but you know with people like Jack that can afford to play their wild cards now, I think we'll see a little bit of movement in the league to people that maybe didn't have the best of weeks when they played theirs, but. All round, I really like it. I talked about Harvey Barnes before, who he'll be my transfer if I'm going to make one if Madison isn't past as fit. And then Calvert-Lewin, I like him as well. He'll probably bag a few goals. And the Spurs assets, I think, are going to be really, really key this week. I can't decide between Fernandez or Kane for my captain, but I'm not really sure what you boys are doing, but I can't decipher between the two at the minute. Yeah, look, if I look, look at your team jacket, it does look good. I would say I'm not too sure on the... Uh... And we did speak about this with a few non-alcoholic espresso martinis. <laughs> and I'm not too sure on uh, the removal of Salah um, yeah. and having De Bruyne in there. I just think with City, won a lot of games. I don't think they need to play him in both. Um, and he wasn't delivering enough before. You do need differentials, though, I think. We were sort of saying to sort of push yourself back up there. But 
we talk about FPL suicides. I think not having Salah for this double game week could be an FPL suicide. And going back on Elliot's point as well with the captain between Fernandez and Kane, I think Fernandez is just so hot right now. Um, it's, he's the most consistent. I, I can, yeah, I can, I can say which one I'd prefer. That's a, that's a tough call. Um, I, actually, I actually think you put the, my captain as Kane. <laughs> So you sabotage me. You sabotage. Yeah. Don't know, I think I I would have liked, I would have said, look, it's different phases of the season, right? Start of the season, I would have had Son. um, Yeah, yeah, and then it would have moved into Fernandez and then probably Gundo. um, And then now, yeah, Fernandez is probably the hot man. Kane, yeah, again, he's got two good fixtures, but yeah, we're we're well off form. We are well off form. Um, So, yeah, it's a tough one. I like Calvert-Lewin as well, though, this week. And I like Harvey Barnes as well. I think I think there's so many good captain options. Yeah. Um. You maybe just got to back your own side with United. I'm, I might do that with a Spurs player and just look at it that way. But um, yeah, it's a good good side you got there, mate. But yeah, you got to think towards there's a blank game week in 29, and at the moment you've only got um. Oh, you've, actually, you've got a few. You've got the three bright, the two Brighton, the Leeds. You got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven from so that's, that's not a bad, yeah. So you've got you've got a pretty nice little squad, um, yeah. I'd say. So it's actually quite, yeah, good, good side, mate. But are yeah, you, you won't be able to sleep over that Salah move. I've still got a bench boost available, so obviously, with a wild you, card, as you know, you yeah. can't, uh, you can't bench, you can't, you can't do play a it this week, but are you planning to yeah. play it next week or week after or whatever? But yeah, so you've, I think sort, so. you've sorted your bench out there, which is quite nice, yeah. To see. Well, obviously, we've. That's what I worked on with the Guru. Try to get a squad in there. Get all the double game weekers in. Think about game week 29. Think about the bench. You know, create a squad. Um, so this is what, you know, we've come up with so far. Well, I came up with after a few amendments. Changed it maybe, what, six times <laughs> since Tuesday. So, um, Ollie, what do you reckon, mate? Um, look, if I take another look at it, there is a lot of double game weeks you've got at the moment there, which is always helpful. I think you've got a lot of captain shouts as well. You, you look at even people like Kevin De Bruyne or Fernandez or even Ilkay Gundogan. Like, like we say, there's so many people you can put the armband on. And I think you, you said you're in 96 this week or whatever it is. Not 96, like whatever it is. You're in, you're in a very low spot. Outside the top top 20 by a fair, fair way, you're going to rock it right back up that league and Statman Dave is going to get nowhere near you, I don't think, at this point. With all respect to Statman Dave, that is an incredible, incredible wild card. And I think, you know, there's points galore coming your way this week. Fingers crossed, boys. Fingers crossed. We'll see how we go. I mean, moving on to me, obviously, we've got a lot of um, a lot of discussion about captain picks, which I'm sure, you know, with your guru section, Matt, we'll get on to later. I'll, sh- I'll show you how confident I am in one certain team and one certain player. Because I, I know, Elliot, you were saying how, um, you know, you're saying I've used my wild card. I'm in a bit of trouble. I've got an idea up my sleeve, and I and that idea of mine is to play a chip, and that is to play the triple captain, and I'm going to play it on Harry Kane. Ooh, I like I it. Like I that. like it. I like it. I like is it. O- is is Ollie going to sell his what his triple captain to the guru like he did the wild card? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. I'll try my best because obviously I sold you the wild card. Here's your pitch. It was sell brilliant. It. All right, let's see. Two fixtures. Obviously, you've got the players like Fernandez and Rashford, but you see the two big uh, top six clubs playing against each other. They're always draws. They're always nil-nils. And the Man United-Chelsea game will be another one. Burnley at home. Kane loves playing against Burnley. You'll know that. It's got a hat-trick there, you know, away at Turf, obviously. Obviously, that was away. This is at home. But even still, 
Harry Kane. It is Burnley. Can't defend. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're, they're actually not too bad at defending, if we're being honest. But Kane will absolutely score an absolute ton. Full on away, will do the same. I think there's goals galore coming for Kane. And I think if you triple captain him, if you captain him whatsoever, he's getting points. So that's what I'm going to be doing. In fact, do it now. I'm done. <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. Me. I don't triple back captain. down. I don't back down. I don't back down. I do like that. I do like that a lot. All bases covered, lads. All bases covered. And then eventually, I think in a couple of weeks, I'll bench boost. In terms of transfers, I do want to get rid of Thomas Suchek. I know, obviously, he's an FPL, he's an FPL hero, but with those fixtures coming up, um, they're not looking too great. Obviously, I've got the two West Ham assets on my bench. Obviously, they've not got good fixtures either. So I might look to go. I don't know who to go to. Um, any ideas there, especially from you, Matt, being the guru, or even from you, Jack, or, or anyone really, or Elliot as well. Just tell me who to go, and I might consider it. Maybe, Matt, it's time for you to tell me someone. Yeah, look, I uh, quickly going back on your captain, I do think Harvey Barnes isn't a bad shout. He's a bit different, but you may have sold me Harry Kane. Um, but if we're going to your transfers, um, yeah, I think Suchek's, He's got to come out. Um, I know I, I Rashford scored last week, and I, I'd, uh, he hasn't been the best asset this season, but he probably stays. So I think Suchek's probably the midfielder that you get rid of because Rashford's got the two games. So does Son. So does Barnes. Um, what else? Potentially, if you're not too worried about game week 29, which is a, a you know, a blank game week and West Ham play, you might want to get rid of one of Dawson or Kufal for the game week. Uh, maybe bring in another defender uh, that has two fixtures. Um, you know, and then you can get more double game weekers in your 11. So it depends how you want to play. If you want sort of 10 out of 11 double game weekers or maybe 11, this is the week to take points hits, which I obviously don't normally like. So um, yeah, in that midfield, there's definitely a few options. You could look at maybe Traore from Aston Villa. Um, he's got a couple of games. Um, Lookman from Fulham. I know he's got Spurs in one of the games that we're conceding goals. I think he's got uh, Crystal Palace in the other fixture as well. So there's definitely potential. Oh, he's got 6.6 there. So you actually got a little, little fair bit to spend. Uh, Pedro Neto is a good one. I know he's got City in one of the games, but you know, if Wolves score, it's normally him. He's got you know a woeful Newcastle side in, in the other one. Sorry, Elliot, but uh, yeah, very, very woeful. Woeful side. And then Neto's got uh, some pretty good fixtures, I think, after this too, um, from memory. So there's a, there's a few good ones in there, mate. I'd definitely say Suchek's the one to get rid of this week if you're going to do it. Um, and then if you want to get another double game weaker on the board, this is the time to take hits. So I'd probably be looking at... Uh, well, I'll tell you what you could also do. You could uh, maybe put in a cheap, like a like-for-like of Suchek in terms of price. And if you still got that million left, you could probably upgrade Brewster uh, for Josh. Is it Josh Mazza? from Fulham 5.5 million he's not a bad shout so I'd probably say yeah Suchek Brewster um, or maybe Suchek Dawson and Kufal or Su- something like that maybe go for a few if you want more double game weekers on but again it's just I'd definitely be looking at definitely the one transfer maybe the two if you want that extra double game weaker and then if you're really you know not too bothered about losing more points than the three so yeah you, you've got a bit there mate so looking good I'll make the one. I'm not going to make two because I want to get as many points as I can this week and then I will take out probably Bruce the next week for, for Madger. Um, I'm not too sure if Fulham are playing that that, that game week in that game week 29. Um, they are. If 
they are there. All right, they are. So Josh Madger is probably the player I'll look to bring in, and I might even bench boost that week. Um, that's probably my plan. I keep the West Ham assets in defence and just bench boost because I think I know Brighton are playing that week. Obviously, I'll be starting um, Sanchez, so I might have to work something out there. But um, that's for another uh, another week, I suppose. We've sort of got to rush through this one a little bit because we've got a live guest coming on in just a few minutes. But we'll go through the remaining transfer teams. We've got Jack to move along to at the moment. So um, what are you fancying? What are you saying, Jack, for uh, transfers-wise? Yeah, well, obviously I've done my wildcard, haven't I? So um, we'll, uh, we'll see see how my wildcard goes. I don't know if, uh, Elliot, you're, you're, you've done yours, haven't you? you? You're waiting to do your transfers. You haven't done your transfers yeah. live. Do you want to do yours live as well or not? No, I've got, I've got to hold off for, for Brendan Rodgers, see what he says about James Madison, and then you'll have to find out next week on the pod what happens with that one. So fingers, I've fingers crossed that Madison's past is fit, but we'll just have to see. And in terms of Matt, any, what are you thinking about transfers? I'll definitely bring in Harry Kane, and he was always coming in. Um, and then look, I've, I've shied away from taking hits, and it cost me last week. It cost me... Um, before I played my previous wild card, so I'm definitely going to take a couple of hits. I might even go into the minus eight territory, which I don't like. But I want to get as many double game weekers as possible, so I'm looking at uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin potentially, um, Jamie Vardy maybe, uh, maybe Harvey Barnes. That's those sort of guys, um, and then maybe even I'm, I'm kind of liking Traore or even Pereira from West Brom. So. There's a few in there, but it all depends on what I can afford. But definitely Kane and definitely another striker, maybe DCL or or Vardy. So I'll be taking hits and, um, yeah, look, triple captain could be an option. I think you may have sold me or, yeah, I'm not too sure yet, Ollie. I'll have to have a think because that's a chip I like to try and keep as late as possible as well. So, I mean, it's an interesting one because there are a lot of games and this is a real chance really to get some points on the board. But last time I sold you the wild card, it worked. I can sell you, you captain and it worked. You Save my season. Obviously, I'm, I'm not at a legal age to drink yet, but I think the next victory game, <laughs> I think there is a code or something in order. If Are I you a Pepsi it, Max? Yeah, 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 I reckon so. I reckon so. <laughs> so uh... Before we head on to the guest section, then we have got the guru section, which we'll do first, and then we'll move over. To, uh, to Chris, who's wanted to be getting on, on this for a while. So we'll keep him waiting just a little bit longer. We'll move on to you, Matt. You're not doing any form players this week, which is a bit of an interesting omission, but everything else that you usually have in there with your, uh, your Scout 11, your teams to watch, and your uh, your differentials are definitely still present. So, Matt, fire away with your guru section. Yeah, look, thanks, Ollie. Um, yeah, no form players this week. Um, it's just been a large number of game weeks. Um, seem to find it's very similar sort of form players every week at the moment. So we're going to go straight into the differentials. And one who I just mentioned is a potential transfer for you, Ollie. It's going to be Traore from Aston Villa. 0.8% ownership. He's got Sheffield United in Leeds, two games. So he's a double game weaker. He's just coming off the back of eight points. You know, without Grealish and potentially he's going to be out for at least one of the games, you know, you'd think he'd be in, in some pretty attacking positions as well. So really liking him and really liking those two games for Villa. Another one, I just mentioned him as well, uh, Pereira from West Brom. I think he got 24 points in the last double game week. He's on penalties. He's on set pieces. 1.6% ownership. Look, he's got a couple of tough games. He's got Brighton at home and he's got Everton at home. But 
it's now or never for West Brom. And I think they've got to, you know, start attacking teams. They've got to start going for games. You know, he's only what 5.4 million. So really, really good option, especially if you're looking to sort of remove a Sue check out there or someone like that. So not a bad one. Another one, it's going to be another double game weaker and it's going to be from City. And this is one that me and uh, and Jack did discuss the other night as well. Um, and it's Bernardo Silva, uh, 1.4%. He's actually in my draft um, and he's got me a lot of points lately. Uh, 28 points in the last five games. Seems to be starting 90 minutes every week. I don't think it's been a game he's not played 90 minutes in for a while now. And he's only 7.4 million. So really liking Bernardo Silva. Um, Another differential, um, who I can't believe I'm even saying is a differential, but it's just the way the season's gone. It's going to be Sadio Mane, 5.3% ownership. That's absolutely nothing for a man that was you know, probably 30, 40 or even 50% ownership in pre- previous seasons. Um, he's got Sheffield United away, um, which you know on paper is a nice, nice fixture. I know Liverpool are struggling, but you'd still bat them to win there. Uh, and Chelsea at home. Uh, and the thing about Mane is he did score in both of the reverse fixtures. So he scored in the home game against Sheffield United. And he also, I think he got a double-digit score in the Chelsea away game. So, um, yeah, really good one to look out for if you need something completely different. Might even be a, a, a triple captain option as well, just for something completely out there. I know he's off form, but this could be his time. And then the last one, I'm really, really excited to be saying this one. I'm going to put Gareth Bale in there. 0.3 ownership. Looks like he's back to his fitness. I know we lost to West Ham, but that second half, he was absolutely brilliant. Scored a really nice goal off the bench in the week against the Europa. So those signs are telling me he's going to play on the on the weekend against Burnley. Um, and I've got, a, I've got a good feeling he's going to get some sort of return in one of the next two games. And it, and it could be quite big. So, you know, 0.3% ownership is absolutely nothing. So, uh, yeah, if you really, really want to do something completely out of the box, then, then Gareth Bale is my... Uh, my fifth differential for this game week. Yeah, I think that last one, Gareth Bale, is the is the big bombshell. Obviously, as a Tottenham fan, you were you know we were, you were waiting with bated breath to see you know when he would return back to his Tottenham form. If at all, he was going to return back to his Tottenham form. But um, do you reckon he's the best one out there for uh, FPL managers, especially under one percent ownership, if they're looking for something completely different? Or have you got anyone else possibly? Maybe you'd be looking at out that price range. You know what? I think at that pri- at that price range, I think he's about nine point four. Um, so if you're willing to spend that type of money, I think he's just yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best for me. Um, I am biased, um, but but seeing the way he played in that second half against West Ham and just seeing his finish in the Europa League, just brought back a reminisced a bit of his his past time. And I, yeah, I think. Uh, two games in a week we've got a good gap as well between the two games so um i I can see him definitely starting in the burnley one and and getting minutes in the fulham one as well i think yeah huge huge differential so i think he's definitely the one to to back and look at so in terms of them we'll we'll move on to your uh, teams to watch your three teams to watch for the moment i'll talk them in there obviously we've talked a bit about gareth bale um obviously massive player and obviously we've talked a lot about with me triple captain harry kane and Hume and and all of that, all the Tottenham, that firepower against the, a measly little team like Burnley, Burnley, let's be honest. But um, are they in your three teams to watch? Yeah, look, they are. Um, it was very tough to pick the three teams this week and it was hard to pick even, you know, my side Spurs over Liverpool as an example. 
because um, we've both been off form. But I think our fi- our two fixtures edge Liverpool's two fixtures. So I've definitely put us in there. Um, I, I still think they're going to be tough games. We we have looked very flat in a lot of league games, but you know if we're, we're based on fixtures. Um, and like you said, past results against teams like Burnley and, and Fulham in, in previous Premier League years, then I've got to put Spurs in there. Um, also got to put Man City in there with two home games. The form they're on is, is ridiculous. So, you know, they're definitely in there as well. And then my third side again, on Liverpool or, or Man United was another one I, I sort of looked at. But I think with them both having that slightly potentially tougher fixture, I've put Everton down coming off the back of a, uh, a win at Anfield um, playing against Southampton at home who, you know, they, they look pretty woeful of late. Uh, and then West Brom away, um, West Brom in, in the bottom three and, uh, you know, not, not getting the results. So, yeah, Everton uh, round up my three teams. Yeah, I think definitely there there is some change to be had. If we're being honest, Manchester City have been fairly brilliant this season. They're going to win the league, you'd sense. They can't stop losing. Okay, it's 19 wins in a row, is it now for Manchester City? Obviously, they can't stop getting results. Double game week. I think, especially in the defence even, if you look at guys like Ruben Diaz and John Stones and Edison, there's definitely some uh, points to be had there. In terms of captains, you haven't gone with any Manchester City players, quite strangely, in the list that we've got here. Who have you gone with? No, you're right. And I think Pep Roulette got, got into my head this week. So um, I've gone with uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, you know, it's very hard to look past him. He's just on form. It seems to be every single week. And, you know, Elliot will know uh, penalty penalties for absolutely nothing in most games. So, um, absolutely. yeah, he's got yeah, to be on there. Um, so, uh, you know, you'd expect them to get at least a penalty in, in one of the next two games. But, but you know, so we have the joke about Penaldes, but outside of that, he's still an unbelievable player and can score at any moment. So, Fernandez is in there. Kane's going on there. Um, for the fixtures, Salah as well. Um, I think he could really go under the radar this week uh, as a captain and as a triple captain. You know, he's got a history of some you know rocket scores uh, in previous years as, as triple captains and on these types of game weeks. So, you know, really good option. Um, I've put a couple of strikers in together. Uh, Vardy, I think again he could go under the radar as a captain this week. Home to Arsenal, away to Burnley likes his goals against those, you know, the Arsenals of this world. And um, yeah, I can sort of feel a, a big score from him and, and DCL, uh, Everton, a couple of good games and you just, you just expect some returns. Um, and then go, keep him with the Leicester theme. Uh, going to have to be Harvey Barnes, who we spoke about today. He's had two double digit scores in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, he's an absolute fire. I think he's a brilliant captain shout. If I owned him, you know, I might be tempted, but I don't at the moment. So um, that wraps up my, uh, my standard captains. Um, and then if we're going to move on to a curveball, yeah, it's going to be Bale for me. I think, um, you know, I've just raved about him. And yeah, if he if he uh, gets the minutes, which I think he will, I think he could come out with a, a double-digit score, whether it's sort of that 10 to 15 point range. But, you know, that could be a big differential pick as a captain if, uh, you know, if, considering he's got 0.3% ownership. Yeah, definitely a lot of food for thought there for managers. Obviously, Gareth Bale, you had to throw him in there. Not surprised. Obviously, when you talk up someone in FPL, you talk them up till the cows come home. We've seen it with Ilkay Gundogan. Do you reckon Gareth Bale's now the next one? Look, I'm going to... It's hard, it's hard. He does... You know, I'm only seeing glimpses, but, you know, we all know what he's capable of. 
Um, you know, he's he's always produced numbers uh, in the past. Um, yeah, I think the thing about Gundogan, though, that made him so special was his price point. Bale doesn't quite have that price point. So um, I'm going to say I'm, I'm probably on the fence with that call. Um, I think the price point kind of takes it away. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm seeing points. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling points, at, you know, over the coming game weeks from him and a big end to the season for him. So um, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, especially as a Tottenham fan for you. I'm not surprised that you're talking him up so much. But the real question is, is he in your scout 11? I've got that to move on to. He's not. So, look, I've raved about him, but there's too many uh, there's too many players this week, um, I think, that are that are ahead of him. So, uh, they had, had to fit in. And I've got in there, uh, Gundogan, of course, goes in there. This is within the 100 million budget as well. And having Gundogan in there just uh, gives you so much, uh, you know, money to to play around with. So uh, no bail. Uh, Gundogan, Barnes, Salah, Fernandez, which I think is a very sort of template midfield for this week. Um, going into the defence, uh, Diaz, Pereira is a really interesting one. Um, wanted to throw him in on the differentials, but we've obviously got him in the scout eleven. Potentially going to be a right winger for uh, for Leicester over the next couple of games. I know he played as a right winger last weekend, and you know he's he's being raved about at the moment on Twitter. So definitely get him in if you're if you're potentially looking at a wild card. Oh, that's that's one for you, Jack. Actually, to have a look at if you've got that extra bit of funds. He's yeah, he's got a big opportunity this week. Uh, Matt Target, popular one from Villa, speaks for himself. He's been getting points most weeks. Um, Edison, Diaz, the two City guys. Edison's most consistent. Starter, he's the one that you know is not going to get done from Pep Roulette. So um, definitely got to be be the keeper. We spoke about the midfield. Front three, um, Calvert-Lewin, who I've just spoke about as well. Two good fixtures. Uh, Harry Kane, uh, premium option. He's got to be in there with those fixtures. And uh, Ollie Watkins, I think two really nice fixtures for him as well. I know there's no Grealish, but um, you know it's time for someone like Watkins to step up then. Uh, without him, Leeds away, Sheffield United away. Uh, yeah, someone, and I think as well, if you, if you put Watkins in this week as your striker, you're going to have him for game week 29. So, um, you know, that's that's another sort of good option. So, yeah, really liking him. Few few people have missed, you know, Vardy uh, likes Raheem Sterling and Cancelo and those guys, but um, I just couldn't couldn't fit them all in with the budget. And I think in terms of balance, this is um, I feel I think this this is a pretty good balance, and it hits all the all the big players for this game week. Yeah, you'd think so. There's a lot of uh, players in there that can do a job for you. I just want to throw this team to the panel then to discuss, Elliot. I'll start with you. Obviously, I've tried to sell the Harry Kane captain shout so far on the Scout 11. It hasn't worked. What do you think of Bruno Fernandes as the uh, the captain shout this week on the Scout 11? Yeah, I know I said before I was tossing up between the two as well. I was speaking to one of our mates at school today and he was asking me the same question. He was, who are your captain this week in fantasy? And I, I did say I've got Fernandez at the minute because I think, you know, over over two games, you'd expect a fair amount from him, to be honest. You know, he usually does those massive scores within one game. So imagine if he just has even one of them and you're probably going to be in a good position if he can do anything near two. You just It's going to shoot you right up the league. So I think Fernandez will be my man for this week. Definitely, mate. Palace away as well. The- Pretty miserable yeah. side at, at times, aren't they? So, yeah. And then, Jack, if we go to you now, I just want to have a quick, uh, not even, even a competition, if you will. I know, obviously, we said about your team getting so many points. 
versus this one. Which team do you reckon will score more? This Scout 11 or, or your own team this week? Well, talk about the guru sabotaging my wild card. He puts out a different squad, doesn't he? So it's um <laughs> No, I think I think there's some there's some good options in there to look at before I settle on my team. I, like I said, with a wild card, you're gonna change it all the time until the deadline, aren't you? So there's definitely a couple like the Pro one's a good shout. I think Pereira from West Ham, uh, West Brom as well. We talked about, didn't we, Guru? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. Kind of option. Um, if you're doing one a five hundred field, was, wasn't he? He was a one yeah. week wonder. Yeah. I think as well to quickly add, Jack as well is this this one here. Um, I've actually activated it as a free hit. So if you've got a free hit, I think this is this is a really good option. This team, whereas your wild card, I was trying to base it around more. Yeah, future game. Because yeah. once you use yeah. that wild card. Um, you want to try and uh, when I use mine, it kind of built me up for about five, six, seven, eight game weeks, and you're probably going to want the same because there's only about twelve game weeks left. So, um, yeah, I think though this is this is still a decent little wild card team though. But um, I'd say if you've got that free hit, this is more for for those free hitters. But um, yeah, some of, some of the assets, uh, you know, your Diaz and Edison. You know, if you if you can't and you know, if you want to get a seller in and move move it around. So I think, um, listen, I'll, I'll have a look here. I think it's a strong team. The Watkins shout as well. I did like Watkins. Just couldn't get him in the one that I've currently got. But it looks good, Ollie. Um, but I think, I just, obviously, I try and back myself on on as my as my wild card to win versus this team. <laughs> and I probably expected as much as well. <laughs> of course you did. I mean, I, I would, I, you would back yourself in. Back in. I agree. It's fighting talk for me, Jack. Let's see if you can back it up next week when we're back on the pod. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, another good guru section from you, uh, Matt. A bit, uh, bit interesting betraying him and backstabbing him with his, with his team. But uh, decent scout. Never, never the intention. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's good, but uh, thanks for the good guru. And now, after so so long, we're going to end this podcast with a guest section. It seems quite strange to say that actually. It's been I don't know when the last guest section even was. It was a while ago though. We're bringing it back with a bang. Chris Reed, one of the uh, FPL addicts and esports live podcast biggest fans, is finally on the podcast. He's been gnawing Jack's ear off for absolutely. He's <laughs> <laughs> finally here. Chris, welcome to you. Thanks for having me, Ollie. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, uh, you could say I've been gnawing his ear off a little bit, but it's more a, a case of um, we had to agree that you know the fee for me to come on. So we find that out now, and. Uh, <laughs> We find that out now with Jack, so we're, we're all good to go. But no, in all seriousness, um, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no worries at all. Uh, we've said in our notes here that we've got uh, some of the hot prospects finishing uh, and the candidates looking for the top 20. So uh, is that your aim so far for the season, do you reckon, to, uh, to fire up that league for the uh, last part of this season? Uh, yeah, if, if, if it's possible, if I can. Um, obviously, it's it's a big week, FBL-wise, for, for a lot of managers uh, there's going to be some chips being played, you know. Um, it's going to be transfers being made and whatnot. So, it's 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 my my aim essentially. Uh, you know, I'm creeping into that. Is it top sixty maybe now? So I've just got to keep going and making the right making the right captain picks and whatnot. So if I can, um, I'll try and get into that top twenty. But I know how difficult it is. And uh, obviously, uh, Liverpool, your team in uh, in real life, away from the fantasy world, aren't doing too well at the moment. With a bit of a form slump, are you a little bit disappointed with their fall from grace? Um, yeah, of course, I've, I've got to be disappointed, which I'm sure Jack will be 
I'll be happy about uh, amongst others. But um, <laughs> you know, to go to go from last season, you know how amazing it was, and absolutely flying. Of course, just beating everyone, and um, it's not gone that way this season. You know, albeit the injuries have been there, there has been a lot of bad luck and whatnot. Um, but it's just the way it is, and City have been the better team. Um, so you just have to start again for next season. Look, look towards you know building for that and uh, continuing in the Champions League because there is still something there to be won. It's just whether, of course, we can uh, we can manage to do something like that it, with the current form we've been in and stuff. So. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there, Chris. And uh, we know you're a massive fan of the podcast. So uh, how much advice would you say you actually take from us? Because I'm hoping you don't listen to the man above me on my screen here too much and you listen to the man down there a little bit more. But how much advice do you actually take from us? Do you know what? You couldn't be more true with that, uh, With that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, no, you know, everyone has a sort of... Say, <laughs> well, everyone has their opinions and, you know, sort of what they think might happen and what are the best transfers and whatnot. But the guru's the guru for a reason, you know. He, he, yeah. you know, he, he takes that title and, you know, J- J- Jack uh, Jack comes up with some good ideas and, and the whole suit check, you know, when I followed the beginning. Yeah, um, you know. So check was all me. Transfer. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, in all fairness, Jack, Jack took that advice he put it into into place, and and obviously, Matt, you didn't. Um, and just the way it is, you know, you it all hangs in that balance of one decision, and it either makes or it can either make or break your your FPL uh, game week. So, yeah, um, I do follow some of the advice. Uh, obviously, you have to have you know some of your own ideas, and you have to try and maybe get one up on all some of the other managers if you can throw in a differential and it's got to pay off. It's, it's always obviously a risk, but uh, that's part of the game. That's that's why it's so enjoyable, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I do enjoy and and obviously I, I listen every week when your pod comes out and stuff and uh, take take it, take it on board if I can. Top work, read it. And listen, good man for coming on. It's good to reconnect. Obviously, we were at university together Um and we had uh, some good times then. It's good to reconnect and start chatting about a bit of FPL, even though I hate speaking to Liverpool fans, uh, even if you are former mates. Um, but listen, you're doing, you're doing cracking in uh, FPL this year. It's good to see you obviously progressing just recently. Um, so I think you should start taking a bit more advice because I still am above you in the league. Um, but going on to uh, next question, um, I'm interested to know if you've got a five-a-side team, I used to play a lot of five-a-side at university. So with this year's FPL players, fantasy team, who are you going to put in your five-a-side pick? Who's five players in there to look out for? Well, it's an interesting one, um, that one. Can't pick yourself. (laughs) No, no, definitely not myself. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I wouldn't pick myself any day of the week. But, you know, there are some interesting picks in there. I I think if you're going... From the goalkeeper, I'd probably just say Martinez uh, from Villa. Um, it, it's it's one of them where I think uh, with his without with the price that he that he's kind of is and whatnot, not many people expected him to be as good as he is. And obviously, Villa have kept a lot of sort of clean sheets, and that's mainly down to him. So I'd probably just say he edges it, um, just based on his value and stuff like that. Obviously, you'd have to throw him in there. Um, so that that would be one of them. Um, nice. So defensive wise, you, you've had a you've had a lot of sort of big points from defenders this year, which 
it's not always been a trend in terms of over the over the years for fancy Premier League. So um Stuart Dallas is he's been brilliant. Um Cancelo, he's kind of like these players are kind of players similar to what John Lundstrom was doing last year, the defenders, but they've kind of moved it moved into those midfield roles. So, you know, um that's where they've they've reaped the rewards, they've been able to get assists and goals. So it's between them two, I'd, I'd probably just shade it with Cancelo, so I'd, I'd probably have him in there. Uh, midfield. What, what, what formation are we playing in, mate? We're we playing 1-2-1. One, one. Are we going for a diamond? No, we just got to keep it simple at the back. after have the one man. You know, uh, we like our midfielders and our attackers. So, uh, you know, we'll go go with the uh, the three in the middle. Um, uh, sorry, the two in the middle, and then we go with the one up top. So, um, yeah, in the middle, it's got to be those two guys, hasn't it? Your man. Fernandez, obviously, he's, uh, he's been doing bits, you know, for most of the season. He did, he did massive, massive things for his last season as well. So um, he's he's definitely a, you know, um, an an amazing player, an amazing sort of transfer that he's managed to pull off. Um, and FBL wise, he he's in most people's team, so it speaks for itself. He's he's brilliant. Um, and then the other guy, which uh, Matt Day's uh, sort of raved about him this year, and can see see why that is and that's real Kai Gundogan. Um and you know what he he's been absolutely brilliant brilliant player and even when you watch football which I watch most of the games to be honest um no matter who it is in the league and you know I've watched city games and as hard as it is to see them do so well he's he's been absolutely fantastic for them so you you know you can't knock it the striker uh, is probably is probably the toughest toughest one because we've had so many strikers that have been injured um You've got a few that are sort of coming back in now. You've got your likes of Vardy, um, Kane, who's coming back. I know that he's got a big double double sort of game week fixtures, uh, which people I think think he's gonna probably do well in. Um, so that being said, you'd have to go for probably Patrick Bamford. Um, you know he's he's done well. He's not been expected to do so well by people. He was at Chelsea, obviously, and they, you know they let him go. He was at you know, different various clubs in, in the championship and stuff. So hats off to him really for coming in and holding his own and and um, you know getting those goals in for Leeds, which which they need to stay in the league this year, which they they look like they're gonna do. So yeah, that's that's probably me um, my five aside team, to be honest, oh, so far. Nice team that's so we've got Martinez in goal. We've got um was it Dallas at the back, you say or Cancelo? Cancelo, yeah, yeah, just just got a city asset in the centre back and Covering left and right, it like it like he can. You got Bruno and Ilkay Gundogan in midfield. What a combo they are! Imagine that. And then uh, Patrick Bamford up top. Nice, mate. What do you think of that one, Elliot? Yeah, I think the the striker position. I'd maybe argue someone like Harry Kane, but I've had Bamford in my team for most of the season, so I can't argue with you at all. Bamford, he's been brilliant. You know, he gets a lot of chances with the way that Leeds play, so he does really well. And obviously, me and Ollie were talking at the start of the season. All our mates were asking us should we get Bamford, and we were all saying. He's not cut out for the Premier League. He's not ready for it. So he's definitely shut us up and told us where to shove that. So he's done really, really well. So I'm a massive fan of that five-a-side that you put together there, mate. Greedy is the, uh, the guru here. And uh, look, I love that five-a-side team. And obviously putting Gundogan in there has uh, made me happy. Um, but look, what are your uh, FBL hopes and dreams for the rest of the season? Oh, it's a big question, that Matt, to be honest. Uh, hopes and dreams. <laughs> You know, um, we're all banging to sort of FPL and, we, you know, we all live and breathe it, really. And um, 
it's it's a difficult one. Um, I think you, we all just want basically the average, which you speak about most weeks. You know, you want to be getting above the av- well, the average and above, really. Um, and you know, if you can manage to do that and sort of slowly make your way up the table, um, then that's the way to kind of do it. And you know, sort of make these little transfers that are gonna. Um, get you these double double sort of digit points if you can and whatnot. Um, yourself, as you know, you've absolutely shot up the uh, fancy league in recent weeks. Um, and you know, Jack a while back he he was flying, but he's um, I don't know what's happened to him. He's just sort of imploded. If you like, his head's gone a bit. But you know, it happens to the best. Of the <laughs> I, think, best I, of I, think I think that's when I started chatting to you, Chris. At that time, <laughs> um, quite possibly, up. you know, you know, playing these um, these Mourinho mind games, it might have been part of it. So, um, you know, possibly, but but that, like I say, if if you can sort of use your chips wisely, whatever you've got left, make these sort of transfers that are going to enable you to be able to move up a bit, then uh, I think that's that's always a good start. But um, I'm hoping, if I can, you know. Top 50 will do for me based on the starts of the season. Um, I'd be happy with that. If they can finish, you know, top 20 or top 30 even, then happy days. I'm, I'm happy with that also. So, so yeah. Yeah, look, top, top 50 is a good result because I think we got about 150 in the league. So, you know, if you can get yourself in that top 50, it's, you know, you're going to be sitting somewhere pretty well, uh, not just in the league, but in your overall ranking as well. And, you know, with FPL getting popular, more popular year in year out the top 50 in, in our league is probably going to be a uh, pretty high so yeah not, not a bad uh not a bad dream to have and um finally chris um any tips for our listeners out there obviously you've been listening to our tips and it's all you know you pass on your experience you're doing well now obviously you had um at university you used to give us some great tips you gave me a tip one time about boil, boiling hot dogs in the kettle to make it quicker um <laughs> is, is there any is, is there any tips that you want to give to our fpl fpl listeners out there um yeah yeah don't put hot dogs in the kettle um that's, that's the first tip um that's the first tip uh, you can have that one for free obviously but um no uh, tips wise uh, I think with this double game week coming up, um, there's a, there's a lot of things that can be done right, but there's a lot of things that can be done wrong also. Um, and I think you know, tips wise, I think one of the ones is some people who haven't got chips necessarily. You know, you free hit and things like that, um, or you even you you know your your bench boost and whatever. Um, and people are going to be making transfers. You know, looking at maybe three three transfers, taking that hit. Um, and I think it will pay off, basically. If, you, if you're going to do it, this week's probably the one to do it because, you know, there's so many um, so many games there, really, that players are probably going to be getting double double digits and stuff like that. So I think I think it's, some people will throw caution to, to making those transfers, but I think if you are going to do it and you're going to take that risk, I think it's got to be... It's got to be this game week, to be honest with you. Um, and then your captain captain pick. Um, for me, I'd probably go for uh, Fernandez. However, a lot of people you'll probably find will, will go for Kane uh, or Son, um, which I think I think are, are good decisions based on the fixtures. Um, but I think uh, I think this season the trend has gone stick to what you know, and a lot of people who've stuck with Fernandez have got the reward from it. 
and you know whenever they haven't captained him, you found that you missed out on the points. So, so yeah, that's that's probably all I'd say in, in regards to tips. And uh, I think people should be okay. Managers should be okay in that regard. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. You're a top man. And it's a great to finally have you on the podcast. It was uh, probably worth the while that you're banging the door that you're finally broken and it's been a great speech. <laughs> well for the rest of the season. Thank you and yourself, Ollie, and the boys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, Rudy. Top lad. Cheers, Chris. Good work, mate. Just before we very finally wrap up, we've got the final two clues from Peely's Puzzle, which I forgot to include before. And he's just reminded me to do it during that section as Chris, because it's one of the players that he's just talked about. He's talked about a lot of people there, but there's one that he's talked about in his in one of his teams that is the answer to this question. So there's a quick hint. He still does play so far this season. So I'll give you the clues. Made nine league appearances for Arsenal in the 1920s Premier League season. And this clue, we should probably give it away. I'm the top scoring goalkeeper in the FPL this season. So we'll give you the answer next week. Well, that should be an easy one to go. First time I've really done a Peelys puzzle related to FPL. But, um, yeah, that one should be rather easy. Hopefully, you lot out there all get that. But, uh, Elliot, just to wrap up this podcast, mate, it's been a very, very long one, but hopefully the listeners out there have got something from it. What do you reckon heading into this week? Are you confident? Yeah, I mean, you know, as you just said, long one this week. A lot to dissect from last week because there was a fair few doubles. But next week's going to be even longer, I think, at this rate because... There's just going to be so many games, so many players that score well and stuff like that. So it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting one. It's going to be like mayhem this week, I think, mate. So I don't really know how it's going to go for me. But, you know, just as you keep saying, above the average, just stay with the pack for this week. And then I've still got my wild card to use at some stage. So that's all I want for this week. And three points from Newcastle, hopefully. But not holding out on that one too much. Almost. So we'll just have to see, mate. Yeah. So as we say, deadline is at 10pm at Melbourne time on the 27th of February. Thank you to Jack, to Chris and to Matt for their contributions this week. Stay safe, take care and hope all your FPL dreams come true this week. See you next week. Bye for now.